The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. It's Farrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out. Bad broken data, bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad out of bad day, bad law, bad do, bad bread, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Farrell Palace, right across the river into the woods from where Granny loves those throat lozenges as long as they're laced with THC and a little glass of wine to wash her down in New York City. The Big Apple. Ooh. People just in plastic bags, direct to travel, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do all my friend to come around, that's a fancy party, rats on the west side, the bugs uptown, what a mess, this has a tattered my brain, splattered all over Manhattan, should it be shake it Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell with Carver High tonight, and they're in the church. Everything's up and running. I'm watching the Nuggets. They're up three on the clip joint, 46-43, just under three to go in the half. Been a decent game so far, back and forth, a lot of uh, chucking going on. Uh, You know, Paul George shooting from everywhere. Sweet Lou Williams shooting 40-footers and uh, just some ball movement. You know, Porter hasn't done anything. Jokic has been solid. Some and ones he's made, some threes. Bull Bull with a big bomb three. And uh, he's had a, a steal and a dunk on Lou Williams' face. So uh, Murray getting back from his hammy, he's been out and you know missed four games. So uh, he's trying to get his burn back, wearing the neon shoes tonight, just rocking the neon. So big game, and in that game, I think I I got five and a half, somewhere in there. They're up four right now. So at the very least, I gave you uh, that you know they would give them a game tonight. I was 12 and 2 last night in NBA plays on PharrellOnTheBench.com. Keeping our eyes on all the other games going on. NHL, we'll talk about all of it on the bench. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table. 
with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. All right, Pharrell on a bench with Carver High. I'm watching this game, and then I just wanted to say that, like, I have uh, NHL going too, right? So there's a lot happening here. There's a a lot of involvement. (laughs) I got a lot of involvement. So I actually, uh, Carver High, I think this this Montreal game's been pretty good. I mean, they're down 2-1. There's 14 minutes left in the game. Did you expect them to be in this game uh, down a goal with 14 minutes left? Or did you think they'd be seriously down two goals at least to the, you know, Flyers who have literally played, if you really want to roll the dice, better than anybody in certainly in Toronto, maybe in both Toronto and Edmonton. The Flyers have been, one could argue, the best team. Yeah, you could definitely make that case. Um, they also played three, you know, the other three teams in the round robin, which we've talked about. I don't know how full speed uh, Boston was going and, and Washington, et cetera. But, you know, Montreal has surprised me tonight. And there's still time for the Flyers to get that minus one and a half and, and, and to win this game by a couple of goals. But um, they're showing you tonight that the things that they did in that Penguin series, uh, not, not a fluke. You know, they, they're playing hard hockey and they're playing as a team and they're getting good performance from Price. So um, I don't anticipate them winning this series. I think it's a lot harder for a team like them to win a seven-gamer as opposed to a five like the Penguins. But um, they, they, they're they showing that they're going to be in the mix. But let's see if uh, if maybe Philadelphia can bust it open here. They just had a really good chance. Let's see if they can bust it open here in the third. So I was... Uh shooting hoops in the driveway when the uh, Islanders went to the third period. And I listened on Islanders radio on Sirius uh, in my, in my earbuds. What? (laughs) Chris Kinger, Kinger. Yeah. I listened to him on the Hofstra radio station or whatever it is. And uh, at least, you know, Sirius picks it up. So I was listening to the game. I also listened to the Arizona game with uh, uh, our boy, uh, the pisser up there in, uh, you know, Arizona, uh, Bissonette. Bissonette, he's, yes. He's my guy, right? And so he uh, he's he's on that radio broadcast team that they have for Arizona, which I, I didn't know that. Like, I you know, I had, I've seen him have, like, I know he does spitting chiclets and stuff like that, right? And he, I reached out to him one day. I haven't seen him in years. I partied with him in uh, Palm Springs hard. I mean, real hard. Maybe that's why I haven't heard from him. He's scared of me. But we we drank hard, man. Real hard. Is that This is back. That's how long it's been since I've seen him. That's how long it's been. Because, so, you know, I don't party anymore, but I used to, right? Like a champion. And I went out in the desert with him and just got it on. And all I remember was, I've told this story before, right? Like, so I end up partying with him and next thing you know, 
I mean, there there was all kinds of stuff going on. It was bad. There was blow up dolls in my room when I got there, and it went downhill from there. And all I know is he ended up with some playmate, right? He ended up because I did the. It was the uh, Playboy uh, pillow fight open, right? It was the. I had all these playmates at the, um, at <laughs> the Fantasy Springs, and so all these smoking hot chicks were there. It was out of control there was like 200 of them and then there was like me and <laughs> the bizzer and then uh it was like i, I don't even remember i don't even think maybe one of my producers went with me i don't even know maybe it was mafia i don't even know all i know is maybe it was i can't remember all i know is that i don't remember much of the trip let's put it that way <laughs> i don't remember much of it but i do know that he ended up uh, he ended up just getting involved with some just absolute rock star playmate. And he ended up, that all went down hard. He came out, like, I, he went in with her, I think, at, like, at one point, uh, like, we, it was a four-day thing. He was in there on the first day, came out on the third day. <laughs> he came out on the third day. He came out in the sunlight after, like, a day and a half with this chick. And I was absolutely out of my mind, drunk and golfing and cheating and and gambling. There's a casino there and there was a concert. I remember there was a band there. And what was funny was, is eventually I got, um, I got a deal for them with uh, my friend Danny London at Fantasy Springs. I ended up getting them in bed with uh, Oscar De La Hoya and Golden Boy uh, Promotions, right? I ended up getting a deal for them uh, with Oscar, and they ended up doing uh, a massive fight deal for their, uh, they have an arena there at the casino. And it's a really nice arena for like concerts and, you know, events, like whatever. And they could uh, do boxing. They could definitely do boxing. I mean, it's got, it had like 10,000 seats or something like that. And it wasn't a gigantic, like the, you know, Grand Garden Arena in Vegas at the MGM, but it was at least 10,000 for concerts and things. And uh, so I ended up getting uh, Oscar a deal with Fantasy Springs. So that was really cool. I ended up getting the top people together with Oscar. They ended up doing this deal and they've been, uh, they've been doing fights there ever since to this day, like. All these years later, Golden Boy still has fights at Fantasy Springs because of that deal that I uh, facilitated between them. And I did the whole thing hammered. I was like, they're like, hey, do you think you could get uh, Oscar De La Hoya here? I was like, I think so. <laughs> I was hammered. I said, I think I could get him on the phone. But I'm down at the pool right now and I'm naked. And we're having a pillow fight with a bunch of playmates. So can we do it in the morning? I mean, make that tomorrow evening. <laughs> and all I know is uh, we had a good time. We golfed. And uh, the Visser and I did all kinds of, um, you know, just massive laughs. And uh, it was abusive. The whole thing was abusive. Abusing booze. There was women, I, I mean, crawling on this golf course. There was just nudity everywhere. It was awesome. <laughs> It was just so awesome. And then I never saw him again. I never hooked up with him again, ever. Like, it was weird. It was like a one four-day binge with Paul Bissonette. And then I reached out to him the other day, like, I don't know, a month ago, maybe? What was it, Carver High? About a month and a half ago, I asked him to do the show. I told you I asked him, and he said he was 
he wanted to do it and he said he owes me he'll do it he said yeah. i'm all in i just can't do it right now he's like i'm moving and uh it was, right, it was right around when we started doing the show live again so early may i'm gonna say late april early may right in that area yeah when we went live i asked him to do it he said yes he wants to do it he just was moving and he was super busy he said i can't do it this week he goes give me three weeks so basically i've given him um three months right so i think i could actually call him now and get him on the show but i heard him today calling the game he was pretty funny He's like, at one point, they had six shots on goal. It was it was like 14 to six in shots or something. And he's like, maybe it, maybe it was like 24 to six in shots. And uh, they had, oh, that's what it was. It was 24 to six in shots. And 14 different guys on the abs had shots. And one guy, I think it was uh, either McKinnon or one of them. Who's the other one? Landis Gog? I think he had six shots himself and the whole yeah, Arizona they, team. Had they flooded him there. <laughs> and he said, um, well, we've got three shots in the first period. We got three in this period. He goes, at least we're consistent. <laughs> and I was like, and then they ended up getting their ass beat. What was the final of that one? Three, nothing. So. Uh, the Avs beat him three nothing, and then uh, that was that. But I listened to the Islander game, and I was—I uh, just couldn't believe it because, first of all, at, at one point it was seven to two in power plays for the Capitals, right? So I was sitting there going, "I mean, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, how can the refs? They're so pathetic in the NHL. They really are. They're, they're so awful. The refs in the NHL. I mean, they are pathetic." I'm going to just keep repeating myself. Pathetic, awful, terrible, pathetic, awful, terrible, pathetic, awful. And the linesmen are even worse. And how do you have, how many did it end up being in total? Was it, was it seven to two? I don't know. We're going to get into it more. I know we got a B comp coming on tonight. Brian Compton at NHL.com. We'll get into all that on the bench. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 
So anyway, we're having problems with the camera. So I'm not even. I don't even care anymore. I don't. I just don't even care. I'm so sick and tired of this stupid camera. I'm gonna punch it in the face. In fact, I am gonna punch it in the face. My God, like it's just. It's just unbelievable. What is the deal? Oh my God. I hope everybody's getting a nice shot of my throat and nose. I'm at the. I'm at the eye, throat, and nose specialist's office now with this camera. What a disaster this is, dude. Anyway, uh, B-Comp is with us from NHL.com, Brian Compton. Back on the bench in the biggest way possible. How you doing, B-Comp? God, you've never looked better, my man. How are you? I mean, my God, it's like I'm, I feel like, you know what I am? I'm in the first <laughs> row at the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? When you get in there and the place is packed and you get forced to sit in the first row and then your your I girl know. turns on you and says, I can't believe we didn't get here earlier. Look at these crappy seats we got. I'm looking up Pharrell's nose. Then you got a stiff neck for three weeks. Yeah, I know. I know that feeling for sure. How are you? you? I'm good, buddy. It's great to have you on. I haven't uh, talked to you in a long time. I hope you're uh, doing well, your family's well because of... Uh, you know, the world ending and everything. I, I, Carver High and I are, we're on a, we got an over on the uh, chance of uh, zombies and Walking Dead will be eating each other soon. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are, we're doing okay. Everybody's healthy and that's really all you can ask for in these crazy times. I hope everybody's well on your end as well. Yeah, everything's good. Uh, we've been doing the shows. Technology is a B, but I'm uh, I'm slowly figuring it out. I I had it working tonight, and then I started messing with it. And Carver High said you had to just mess with it, didn't you? You just had to go back to the well because you had it. He said he said you had it, and I said I'm still too big. And he said you had it perfect. Why would you go back to the well? And then now I'm the size of uh, like you know I'm like. I don't even know. I'm like, uh, what was the, who was the guy, uh, uh, the giant? Remember, like, uh, there was a giant and they tied him down. What was that guy's name? <laughs> do you remember the picture? Andre? I, I yeah. have no well, idea. Well, Andre the Giant's great, but uh, Carver, do you remember the guy when Daryl Morey showed the picture of the guy t- tied down? What was his name? Oh, uh, the Jack, Jack and the Giant, uh, the Jack Black <laughs> movie where Jack, where Jack Black's on the ground there. I know which one you're talking about. There it is. That's how big I am right now. I'm the I'm literally as big as Shaq O'Neal at a uh, at a let's say small persons convention. <laughs> Can you say that? Uh, Carver High's already got me in trouble tonight for, for multiple things that I've said wrong. So I'm gonna just start talking hockey now. So I'm watch, I'm I'm watching the Islanders today, and then I'm listening to the Islanders Jinger yeah. uh, on the radio on Sirius. I'm out my driveway shooting hoops, and I'm literally cussing. I'm cussing out loud. My neighbors are looking at me. I'm shooting Jays. I'm cussing out loud because it was like seven to two in power plays at that point for the Capitals. And I thought it was like fascism at the highest order. I have never seen, uh, I, I've never seen that. I, I, I can't remember seeing a game so weighted one way over the other with that many power plays. I know it ended up seven, four. And I thought the perfect uh, remedy to that was that shorty, that I think it was Bailey had the shorty 
And all I know is, yeah. is that after seven power plays, what could be better than having some? They almost scored two shorties on the same power play. They almost scored a minute later. And that would have been the perfect story ending for the crappy job. I'm just going to say it. You cannot have seven power plays to two at any point in any game. And, and lose. I mean, I, I mean, that's the crux of it. I mean, the Caps did nothing five on five. That's been the Islanders' M.O. since this tournament began, that they've been so good five on five. So when, when they are making trip after trip to the box, you got to cash in. And they, and they did a couple of times early. Um, but the Islanders didn't do themselves any – I mean, I know the Islanders, Islanders' Twitter was screaming at me about the officiating, Scotty. I mean, the Islanders were getting called for too many men on the ice. They had seven guys on the ice at one point. Uh, right. a, a lot of um, a, a lot of mental lapses for sure, but um, you had a feeling, at least I did, when Everly scored uh, on a shot that should have been stopped by Holpe to make it two-one late in the second. Uh, with the result that the Islanders have shown since this tournament started, that that they were going to find a way, and that's what they did. You know, I said to uh, you know, I'm mean, as you know. I said to Carver High in a commercial <laughs> break uh, on TV today that Holpe looks like he's literally selling meth on skid row is i go what is wrong that guy looks like he's a he's just a mess like there's no one that loves him that tells him he looks terrible like shave your beard cut your hair you look awful you look like you got like your whole family has the the hanta i mean that the hair the beard it's it's the first week of the playoffs he looks like he's been playing for six months in the stanley cup playoffs he's at game 16 he looks i mean like i bro clean it up Plus, he was terrible in goal. I thought it was great. They peppered him with so many goals in the fourth. I even became an Islander fan for like five minutes because I bet on him. <laughs> well, I'm happy to hear that, Scotty. I'm going to just skip to the second part of your point. Uh, they have – he's their only option because Samsonov isn't even in Toronto uh, because he's injured. So it's, it's Vanacek as the backup. I can't see Todd Reardon making a change. Uh, for game two or at any point in the series. So it's Braden, Hopi, or Bus for Washington. Uh, and you're right, if he doesn't get better, it could be a, a very short series here. We'll see how it goes. I, I cannot believe, I got to be honest with you, I cannot believe, because you know I'm a terrible person, I cannot believe Todd Reardon is the coach of that team when Barry Trotz was the Stanley Cup winning coach and that he is standing in the bench next to that guy that no name, honest to God, it must just kill. Like, you know what that is like having an enema five days a week, having an enema five <laughs> days a week. When you have a coach with that, with nothing against the best coach in the league who walked on you two weeks after you won the Stanley cup, that's like you had the hottest chick. You were with her for 10 years. And then one day you went out for a drive for ice cream and you ended up falling in love with a fat chick at the dairy queen. What is going on? Like, I can't have that guy. As Carver, Carver, you're getting me in trouble here, buddy. <laughs> All right. Let's Scotty, Barry, Barry did not walk on the Capitals. They didn't want to pay him what he deserved to be paid after winning the Stanley Cup. So he left. I mean, I wouldn't say he walked out. He would have gladly stayed had they properly compensated him. I think that's. Okay, impressive. you're right. You're right. He, I'm sorry. He ran. He ran. He didn't walk. He ran <laughs> from that offer. All right, let me say this. I think I've said on the show that I believe, I truly believe that Bailey, uh, Nelson, and Bavillier, and I'm going to throw in uh, 
the Barzal, but that line, the, the, yeah. the original line that I'm talking about, and then I'll throw in the piece of Barzal. But I think that line has become uh, maybe literally uh, top three in the league. Yeah, they've been fantastic. Bo got what his fourth goal of the postseason. Uh, he's he's been he's been lights out since this tournament got underway. Uh, Brock is a very very to me underrated center, and he and he's gotten to that point under Barry Trotz. I mean, there was always a gear. I know Carver's going to agree with me here. There was a gear missing from Brock's game before Barry Trotz became the coach, um, and he's really gotten the best out of him since day one. So. Uh, and it's huge for the top line because the top line didn't do a whole lot in that opening round against Florida, Scotty. So Anders Lee got his first goal of the playoffs today. Um, hopefully it'll start coming in bunches for him, but uh, they become that much more dangerous when you have a couple of lines going. And, and J.G. Pajot, who they got from Ottawa uh, right at the trade deadline, he's been a monster so far for them as well. Yeah, I think that uh, I like the captain, Lee, uh, getting in like multiple fights uh, within a 10 minute window, he, he laid the tenor down and, and then, uh, your boy, uh, and my buddy, Matt Martin, he's the only, uh, Islander that I'll be seeing in public with. He, uh, he actually, uh, my favorite part of the hockey game was when he looked down at the guy that was up to his, like, I think nipples. And he said, he said to Dylan, I clearly, I read his lips. He said, I will kill you. Right here in front of everyone on national television. I will kill you right now. And that guy skated the other way so fast, like the guy had bad breath. He skated so fast away from that guy because he is a monster. And he's like, I've been in this league so long, I will kill you. And I have literally Matt, scars. Matt, said that? I totally missed that. Yeah. So anyway, let me ask you this question. Um I haven't seen uh, Varlamov play, uh, Varlamov, whatever his name is. I haven't seen him, Varlamov. I haven't seen him play this well, ever. Ever? Wow. No. I mean, I no. think he's played this well in the past. It's been a while. I'll give you that. Um, he's been really good since the start of this tournament. And he was really good up until December, early January. I mean, he, he and Thomas Christ were alternating starts really until the start of the calendar of the year. So, uh, I'm sorry. No, he's talking to me about how, I, how much time I got left. Don't worry about it. So, uh, so go on. No, sorry that. Yeah, no, like, like I was saying, he's, he's been really, really good in this tournament. And, you know, he's going up against his former team, which is probably going to bring out the best in him. And, you know, if the Islanders continue to contain the caps five on five, Scotty, it's only going to bode well for Sammy and here moving forward. So uh, what do you think the odds are of me fixing this camera between now and the time you come back for the second segment? <laughs> I'd say not good. All right. So uh, I, I predict I will fix it. Uh, B-Comp is giving me no chance. Carver High giving me no chance on a bench. All right, so uh, we're back on the bench, and I have uh, succeeded and won the bet against uh, Carver High and B-Comp because I fixed the camera and unzoomed it in terms of... Uh, uh, I, I never doubted you. I, kn I knew that you would get this done. Come on. Fire. <laughs> you knew that I would not fix it. You said I doubt it, and then that's that, and I fixed it. Now we're back to normal uh, problematic levels. It's still not what it should be. 
but it is better than it was. And we're no longer in the front row. I'm now sitting with the fat chick from the Dairy Queen in the 40th row. I ended up leaving my hot girlfriend and uh, meeting the fat chick at the popcorn stand. Uh, and we're good to go. All right. So the Flyers won the game uh, two to one. They held off the Canadians. I don't even, uh, you know, I'm three and oh betting today. Islanders, abs and Flyers. I'm going to rock the blues here to try to go for the quad. Uh, Brian, what do you think of the Flyers, the way they've looked in uh, Toronto and the way they played this season and the job uh, Vigneault's done? Uh, I can't say enough about about Philly, Scotty. I think that they're one of the top teams in the league right now. They've looked good since the, the start of this tournament, the round robins. I know some people probably think that some of those teams in the round robin didn't take it seriously, uh, but Philly certainly did. I think Carter Hart's one of the better young goalies in the league. I don't think people speak enough about uh, Ivan Provorov. He is an absolute beast on the back end. Uh, Sean Couturier is a tremendous two-way forward. They have it all, man. They can go on a really long run, I think. Do you think the kid Hart can stay stable and healthy for uh, the two months that it takes? Well, that's the key. I mean, hopefully he does. You don't ever want to see anybody get hurt, so... Uh, if he does, it obviously bodes well for Philly's chances. If not, um, it, it's going to be tough because, I, like I said, I think he's one of the better young goalies in the league. You know, there's people that I've heard that have said that he's soft like Murray is, like uh, where the, he's a great goalie, and you can't deny Murray got two Stanley Cups, but that he gets injured a lot. And they're saying the same thing about uh, Carter Hart, that he gets that he gets hurt and that he's soft. Have you heard that? I have not heard that he's soft. It's it's indisputable that he's had some injury problems in the early going here, but he certainly looks really good right now. So if he uh, if he can stay 100% here, like I said, Philly has a really good chance of going on a pretty good run here. So what did you think of the Bruins? Uh, the way they looked was uh, Malay City. They were playing like mayonnaise, and they just literally didn't even try, which was sh- shocking to me that they just were like, we don't care what seed we are. And then they came out against Carolina, and I thought they looked like themselves again. Like when they rushed in with Pasternak and Marshawn and and you know Bergeron on that last game winner into the right circle, where Bergeron one time did, and they won the game in double overtime. That looked like the team to me that made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Agreed. I think they probably said to themselves throughout the round the round robin, "Let's just get through this healthy. Let's just get ready for the playoffs." Um, you know, we're, they're playing it at a neutral site. So how big is, is being the, you know, the quote unquote home team. It's really just, just comes down to having the last change. Other than that, there's nobody in the, in the stand. So, um, I think they just wanted to, to, to stay healthy. And, uh, like you said, they looked really, really good against Carolina in game one. It's going to be a long series though. I wouldn't count out the Canes just yet, but to me, the Bruins are still one of the best teams in the league for sure. Marsh Marshawn admitted it. I saw him interviewed, and he basically <laughs> said he he said in in not so many words he said we didn't care we uh but we care now he said this is the playoffs these count he said those didn't count he said so we had to play all these teams or whatever he said but uh there was nothing at stake other than seeds and he said we were uh we're ready now. That's all that matters is that now these count. And I was like, well, that's all you need to know that they just completely didn't try. So I, I think they're better than they, I think they're playing that, that 
you know, poker face. I think they're playing like, oh, all of a sudden everybody thinks the Bruins suck, and then they go out and play their game again. Uh, the Avalanche Coyotes, I just don't feel that uh, I watched them play, and I can't even believe they're that, that they're in it, to be honest with you. Uh, but they're not going to be in this for long. I, I'll be surprised, that, frankly, Brian, if they win a game. The Coyotes you're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, if, if, if you're getting 14 shots a night, chances are you're not going to win. Uh, I know Rick Tockett was none too pleased after that one earlier today. Uh, they've got to be better. They've got to generate more because if they don't, it, it's going to be a really, really short series. Okay, uh, the Canucks and Blues. Okay, were the Blues playing the same game that the Bruins were playing in the – you know, early stages in Edmonton, do you believe that they're going to play like champions uh, starting tonight? Or are they, uh, do they have issues? Um, I think it's going to be a really good series. I think they're obviously going to take it seriously, Scotty. But I think that, I think that I said this to Mike the other night, I think Vancouver is going to win the series. I really, really do. Um, I just like the way that, that, that they've been playing. Um, Quinn Hughes, to me, is one of the best young defensemen in the league. They got so much up front. Patterson, JT Miller had a monster year. Uh, Travis Green's a terrific coach. I think this is a bad matchup for St. Louis. Wow. Did you hear that, Carver High? How about B-Comp? All in on the Canucks. And this was we talked about this too, Scotty. I, I thought if there was one team in the West, you know, because uh, we know how strong Vegas and Colorado are. I thought if there was one team in the West of those three strong ones that maybe would have a problem. It could be the Blues, because like B-Com said, that Vancouver team has got some young studs, man. But this is their first time doing it. Let's see if they can get it done. So we were in Vegas, B-Comp, and I don't know if I ever told you the story. So Carver High and I are in Vegas. We're going to the game. Here's the first funny story. We're going to the game. Here's Carver High. We're late for the game. We're running through the MGM. You know, it's gigantic. It's a city. And so we're running through the Mm -hmm. MGM. We're late for the game. We're running past the sports book and to the you know walkway to go across the strip and into the T-Mobile area where like outside they have all this I forget what they call it T-Mobile Park or whatever they call it but there's this like Vegas yeah, all the you know what I mean the bars and restaurants it's crazy it's yeah. the coolest thing ever so Carver High hits the brakes like Fred Flintstone here's this guy we're running. And then there's Fred Flintstone with his feet like dragging on the ground and he stops at the sports book and he said, give me one minute. I'm like, dude, we're late. And he's like, just give me a minute. And he swore at me or something. He's like, God damn it. And then I was like, all right. And then he ran up to the window. He knew, he knew what he wanted to do. And he came running at me with a ticket. Like he had just the Willy Wonka and he had the over in the, in the Tampa Bay Vegas game. Sure enough, we go to the game. And they, they finished with, uh, I think, nine or ten goals, something like that. What was the final score, Carver High, six to three or something like was, that? I think it was seven, four, something like seven, that. Four, six, it was it was six, four, seven, four, it was 11. Six, four, something like that. Seven, seven, four. So anyway, we're at the game, and uh, I never told you this story, I don't think. Carver High and I together, and he'll, he won't admit it because he gets sensitive about food. But Carver High and I <laughs> ate, listen, we ate. 15 bags of M&M's and at least 12 bags of popcorn. When well, I, I <laughs> No, shut up. When no. I left the arena, B-Comp, I had kernels of popcorn just wedged in my teeth. 
There was nothing I could do about it. I didn't have dental floss. I didn't have a toothpick. I was looking for, a, I had I had just giant chunks of popcorn wedged in my teeth. And I had chocolate all over my teeth and lips because I had eaten so much M&Ms because the game was so good. I just kept shoving food in my face like I was stoned or something. I was just acid. Carver, Carver I was pouring bowls of chocolate down his face and he was drinking Coca-Cola. I believe it. He had like seven Pepsis. He had he was like this. He was double fisted, like <laughs> he was well, I couldn't have beers in the press box. I, I couldn't have beers up there. <laughs> I couldn't so have any the, beers. I know before we get in the arena and we still got twenty minutes. We still got twenty five minutes before the puck drop. And I go, Come on, let's have dinner. We can get in a media dinner. It's it's five bucks and we can have a, some lasagna or something. He's like I want to see the whole pregame. I'm not. I'm not doing dinner. I'm like, dude, let's go. And he goes, no, I'm not doing it. We're going out. So I go, all right. What are we gonna eat? He goes, let's eat M&M and popcorn. I go, that's a great idea. And we eat forty bags of popcorn and M&Ms. And I literally went back to the MGM and I had like Rhea for a day in my room. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Carver, to the MGM and Carver Hives already had like 16 Pepsis and then he drank like nine beers at the at the well, what do they call that the uh what is it the lobby bar at the MGM the lobby and bar, and, yeah and make fun like of people yeah. like we see all these chicks just drunk off their ass dancing and trying to get pick up men and they're just dancing and Carver Hives is sitting on the ledge and he's just hammering Bud Lights I mean <laughs> And I'm drinking water because I don't drink. And every time he drinks one, I'm like, I'm an alcoholic. Oh, I want to have a drink. And he's like, Shut up. like nine beer. And they were side, they were the 40 ounce beers. They're just like $5 per can. And he was just cranking them off. And the last thing I remember, I go, the flight, we got to be there at four in the morning. Meet me at the at the Uber. And he and he burped. He's like, and I went, good night. He goes, later. I'll be there for. Was he there? He was there. So let me ask you, um, do you think that the, uh, that the, how about all these idiots saying they should change overtime rules now because fat Mike Milbury opened his mouth and said, there's something wrong with the NHL. You got to stop having these great all-time five overtime games that go down in the history books as the greatest game ever played. We have to stop with all these great games, and I, which is what he was saying yeah, in yeah. Portuguese. He's like, we should have shootouts. I'm like, shootouts? How about I shoot you? Honestly, like, <laughs> ever. I don't ever want to see overtime rules change. I don't care who he works for. I don't care what network he works for. I don't care if it's NBC or otherwise. Shut your mouth. Go jump in the stands and beat up another innocent person. Go beat up a fan because hockey's just fine the way it is. Thank you very much. Stay out of it. it it's not my call, Scotty, but I'm a thousand percent sure that we will never go to the shootout in the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's my that's my guess. Imagine that he said that. Like I wanted to punch him in the face right through the television monitor. You know what it was? Carver High said it best. He won't admit it. So I'm going to say I I'll said admit it. it. He had to go pick up a meal. He probably was upset he was going to miss the drive through by 2 a.m. That's, that's all that it was. <laughs> he said it better than I that fat ass is mad because he can't get to Wendy's before 2 a.m. to shove two singles down his fat face. <laughs> so, you know, at least I have the stones to say it. 
when he's with me, Carver High is ruthless. He'll say anything. But when he gets on with you or gets on radio or television, he starts worrying about me. Really says that he's gonna shove two doubles down his fat face at two in the morning and a drive through the fat ass. That's what he said. Like he just be so liberal like me and just say it. I think his life would just be so open up for greatness. <laughs> hey, let me ask this question. How about the Penguins? They lose to the Canadians, and the only thing they got out of it was they fired the three assistant coaches. What? They're not going to send Christmas cards? I mean, honest to God, how do you fire? Mark Recchi's been with the organization for like 35 years. They fired him? Yeah. I mean, what yeah, was I was kind of surprised. I would, I would think more changes are coming. It's obviously not going to be Sully, but I think there will certainly be some personnel changes before the start of next season. Listen, don't talk bad about my team or I'll come out to Long Island. I'll find you. <laughs> I hope you do, Scotty. All right. Hey, it's always great to uh, have you on the bench, brother. I love you. Uh, good to have you on again. Uh, enjoy the Stanley Cup playoffs, brother. Hopefully we'll get you on before it's over. Love you too, pal. Canucks just took a one nothing lead. Have a good night. Wow. How about that guy? Just gave us a shove right in the face with an early ball against the blue. All right. So um, there's a lot of exciting things going on on uh, Sports Grid. I will tell you, uh, one of the things I can tell you is, is that um, people already know that um, that I'm going on in San Diego and Los Angeles, and uh, they already know that Sports Grid is going on there, right? So uh, we've already been through that on the air, and we've been uh, that's been announced, and it's all happening and coming together, right? So. Uh, just so you know, that's that's cool. But uh, we'll have more of an announcement on that issue uh, tomorrow, right, on Coast to Coast and Pharrell on the Bench in terms of when exactly that's happening, right, the exact uh, date and time of the uh, show's launching and the network launching, okay? So we'll do that tomorrow. Is that fair enough, uh, Carver I? Is that, that's That's a clean way to handle this. Yeah, that's fair. I think you said it right. And then uh, the other thing is that uh, we're excited about at SportsGrid is the addition of our many partners in um, carrying our carriage. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people that carry SportsGrid uh, companies. You know, we're on, uh, you know, Pluto, Zumo, Stir, Plex. Um, you know, it just keeps going on and on. Roku, Samsung TV, right? Uh, YouTube, Apple TV, Fire Stick. We're on everything. Have I left any out, Carver High, that you can think of? And then now we've added um, Sling TV. As of today, we're on Sling TV. I know a lot of people uh, like Sling and they like uh, Pluto and they like Roku. I have all of those services, by the way. So it's very exciting now that uh, SportsGrid is on all of those. And we continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And SportsGrid Radio is getting bigger and bigger. And uh, more big news tomorrow on that front on a bench.